Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Official Business, The Green Hornet Strikes Again. Lowry, reporter for the Daily Sentinel, stuck his head in the doorway of Miss Lenore's Casey's office and said, hey, You've been looking for me, Casey? Uh, yes, Mr. Reed wants to see you right away. Oh, fine. Maybe he uh, wants to give me a raise, huh? Yeah, huh, is the word, Lowry. Even if you did deserve a raise, which you don't, you know that salaries are frozen, don't you? Yep. <laughs> hey, what you got in the bottle, huh? Now, don't be so nosy. Now, put that down and get yourself into Mr. Reed's office. He's waiting for you. Gosh, you girls sure go in for wacky colors. If my girl ever wore a color like this on her fingernails, boy, that I'd certainly... That is not nail polish, Snoopy. Huh? Well, then what is it? Oh. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, beg your pardon, Miss Case. You're positively the Snoopiest man I've yep, ever seen. Yep, that's what keeps the paper on top, kid. Well, there's your little bottle, Casey. You can pour yourself a pair while I'm talking to Mr. Reed. <laughs> Pour yourself a couple on me. You men. <laughs> girl can't even buy herself a bottle of leg makeup without one of you making a remark about it. Morning, Chief. What's a good word? Oh, come in, Laurie. Casey said you wanted to see me. Yes. Have you ever heard of Stan Mercer? Mercer? Mm, let me see. Mercer. Oh, sure, Stan Mercer. Sure, he's a flyer, isn't he? That's right. He's the flyer. One of the best in the business. Well, what about him, Chief? Well, now, there may be a story here, and there may not. It's one of those government things that you'll have to handle with kid gloves. Yeah? What gives? Stan Mercer just arrived in town from the coast. They brought him here to test a new plane. Yeah? Hey, that sounds good. Eastern Aircraft has just finished a new plane that's supposed to be able to run circles around anything in the air today. Yeah? And Mercer comes all the way from the coast to make the test flight, huh? I've just talked to Colonel Maxson at the airport. We're going to start testing this plane at 11 o'clock. The colonel has agreed to let you on the field, but he said he didn't think they'd be able to give you a story. Oh, why not? I'm not ready to publicize this plane yet. But you go on out there and keep your eyes and your ears open. And I want to see whatever you write on that test flight before it's printed. 
Understand? What do you... Sure, I guess so. Why? Because regardless of what you see or hear out there, we don't want to release any information without the official consent of the Army Air Corps. And I do mean official. Oh, sure. You better get going, Ed. Oh, take a cab. Okay. Is that official, too? That, uh, take a cab business? What do you mean? Do we pay for it? Yes. Fine. I'm allergic to taxi cabs when I have to pay for them. Of course, you understand, Mr. Lowry, that this test flight is not for publication. However, in case of an accident... Sure, I understand, Colonel. He won't violate any confidences. I can tell you a few things about this ship. Oh, fine. It's generally regarded as a pursuit plane. We think it's the fastest, most maneuverable plane in the air. Oh, I see. Is that it? Over there, warming up? That's it. Do you see a beauty? I don't know much about planes, but she looks like a humdinger to me. We of the general staff think she's a, a humdinger, too. But we'll know more after Mercer puts her through her paces. By the way, I think Captain Mercer's about to go up. You like to meet him? Yeah. Might not get another chance. No, no. Gentlemen, this is Mr. Lowry, a reporter from the Daily Sentinel. Mr. Lowry, General Margrave of the Royal Air Force, Colonel Plunkett, Major Bradford... And Captain Mercer, the man who's going to test the ship. How do you do, Mr. Glad to know you, gentlemen. Well, Captain, I think we're ready whenever you are. I'm ready, sir. I know I don't have to tell you, Mercer. But we want you to give this ship a real going over. Leave it to me. She'll get the works, Colonel. Well, good, good luck, luck Captain. Good luck. That good baby luck. is as fast as I think she is. I won't be gone long. Good luck. Yes, sir. Captain Mercer's really a great flyer for this sort of thing, isn't he? Best in the business, Lowry. Mercer can coax more out of a ship than any man I ever knew. Ooh, he's not wasting any time getting started. Well, it's like, uh, like diving off the 50-foot board line. The longer you look, the farther away it seems to the water. Oh, yeah. The public doesn't realize the truly great work our test pilots do. Every time they go up in a new plane, they're looking for trouble. So that someone else won't find it. Sure have a tough job, all right. There he goes. Take off. Like he was driving a jeep. From this moment until Stan Mercer sets his plane on the ground again, he'll punish that ship in every way conceivable. Jeepers, look at him. He's really going straight up and no fooling. Watch him now. He's only about 500 feet up. But he'll do his best to stunt that plane all the way up to 10,000. Golly! You see, Lowry, what makes Mercer so valuable as a test pilot is that he's had actual experience in a fighting plane. In Europe and Africa. And he knows the kind of jams a pilot gets into. Hey, he's diving already. Yes. If an enemy plane were on his tail, he'd dive as close to the ground as possible. 
plane is really the McCrew, isn't she? Looks like it, sir. How about that? She's the McGrew, says the general. <laughs> no, he's not kidding, Lowry. This plane is the fastest thing that ever left the ground. How high is he now, Colonel? Well, about six, maybe 7,000 feet. Tell me, uh, if it's all right. What do you try to find out about a ship in these test flights? Certainly. First, we want to know just how much all-around punishment the ship will take, plus her maximum maneuverability and, of course, maximum speed. Oh, another thing. How do you accomplish these records? I mean, uh, how can you tell these things? Well, in the first place, there are the instruments in the plane record these things. And, of course, the captain is in constant contact with the ground by radio. Well, say if someone wanted the information on this test flight, couldn't they get it by cutting in on the wavelength of that plane and intercepting the captain's reports? No, he doesn't report any of the instrument readings. The chief purpose of his contact with the ground is to take instructions on testing the ship. Oh, what comes next? Power dive? Yes, straight down, with a throttle wide open. Mercer will do everything but get out and push. Well, there he comes. Boy, this is where he really earns his money. Look at that guy. Straight down. How fast do you think? Oh, I didn't mean that, Colonel. I wouldn't even guess at how fast he's going. But I would venture to say that no man has ever gone through space as fast as Stan Mercer's traveling right at this moment. Golly, isn't he ever going to level off? He's still trying for more speed. Oh, mackerel, I'm scared just watching him. Come on, Mercer, that's enough. Come on, pull her out. Pull her out now. Come on. seen something you can tell your grandchildren about. Yeah, but I hope I don't have to wait until I'm a grandfather before I can tell the people who read the Daily Sentinel. saw that show, and it's really something terrific. Remember what I said. You can thank the colonel for letting you in, and then come on down here and write your story. Yeah, sure. You might not be able to release it for weeks, but I want you to get it on paper while it's still fresh in your mind. Okay. Oh, listen, I'll be in in about a half hour. I'm waiting for Captain Mercer now. Oh, don't try to pry any information out of him. Oh, no, no, no. He offered to give me a lift into town. He's uh, changing his clothes now. Okay, Ed. I'll wait for you, and we can have lunch together. You can tell me all about it then. Swear. Oh, is that that official, too? That uh, we'll have lunch together business? (laughs) Tell me, Lowry, uh, were there ever any sculptors in your family? Huh? I don't get it. I was only wondering, Ed. uh, Sometimes you're such an artistic chiseler. Oh, now, listen. should go ahead and let that slowpoke buy his own lunch. I can't imagine what's keeping him. Ordinarily, the prospect of a free lunch would bring Lowry down here in jig time. Yeah. Well, he's been over an hour now. Publisher's office. This is Inspector Morrow. Is Mr. Reed there? 
One moment, please. It's Inspector Morrow. Hello, Inspector. Reed, you better come down here right away. One of the patrol cars just picked up your man, Ed Lowry. What? He was riding into town with that test pilot, Captain Mercer. They slugged Lowry and kidnapped Mercer. I'll be down right away, immediately. Britt Reed, arriving at police headquarters, was immediately ushered into Inspector Morrow's office. Oh, hello there, Reed. Hello, Inspector. Where's Lowry? The boys had him upstairs in the first aid room. Was he badly hurt? Oh, just a gash over his temple where there was lugs applied to blackjack. Any idea who's behind this? Hey, well, here he is now. Come in, Lowry. Uh, that's all, McGuire. Thanks for patching him up. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Right. Hi, boss. Looks like I kind of fumbled the ball, huh? Well, it looks more like somebody fumbled you. Yeah, I guess you're right. How do you feel, Ed? Oh. Like the morning after. Well, Lowry, suppose you tell us all you can about this thing and we'll see what can be done. The abduction of that test pilot is obviously the work of someone interested in getting information. Secret information. You're right, Reed. That is pretty obvious. Now, think hard, Lowry. Wasn't there some one little thing about the men that slugged you and kidnapped Mercer that could start us on the lead? I tell you, Inspector, I've tried and tried to think of something. If it happened so fast, well, I was knocked out cold in a herring before I knew what was going on. When I came to, there was a bunch of people standing around, and a, a couple of cops were helping me into a squad car. Uh, this uh, new plane that Mercer was testing this morning, what about it? I can't tell you anything there, Inspector. Except that the army officers seem to think it was a super-duper. No fool. Inspector, I don't like to think what those men are going to do to Mercer to get that information. Neither do I, Reed. Lowry, tell us everything you can remember right from the beginning, huh? Well, the boss here sent me out to the airport just to be on hand when Stan Mercer tested this new plane. I've told the inspector about that, Lowry. You start with Mercer after the flight. Oh, yeah. Well, after the captain brought the plane down, I talked with him for a couple of minutes, and he offered to give me a lift back to town. So, while I was waiting for the guy, I called up the boss, and he said I should come downtown, and we was going to have lunch together. On him. Oh, Lowry, the inspector isn't interested in your mercenary ambitions. Yeah. Well, I still ain't had no lunch. Anyway, pretty soon, Captain Mercer came down, and we got into his car. Said he was going right by the Sentinel, and I figured that was just fine. So we started out. Well, how'd you like the test flight, Mr. Lowry? I enjoyed it, Captain. How about you? Believe me, brother. That's the greatest little plane in the world. Just as soon as they get that ship into production, Schickelgruber is going to think he knocked over a swarm of bees. How far is it from the airport into town? About uh, six miles, Captain. Well, traffic's pretty light. You've got to make it in 10 or 15 minutes. Tell me, how does it feel to travel six or 700 miles an hour? 
Well, you get that terrific sensation of speed. Danger, of course. Mostly you're so busy trying to check the plane that it's all over with before you have a chance to think much about it. Yeah. Of course, the thing that a test pilot really worries about most of the time is blacking out while he's in one of those power dives. Jiminy, you'd never know what happened, would you? Not at that speed. Your chances of coming out of it would be pretty slim. You, uh... You ever black out? Yeah, a couple of times. But I always managed to... I must need a lot of room to pass. Well, all right. Come on if you're in such a rush. Expect me to drive off the road so he can go by? Well, there's a fine-looking bunch of guys in that car. Hey, you crazy fools. What are you trying to do? Pull over there, wise guy. Police. That doesn't look like any police car to me. Those guys don't look like cops either. What do you mean, Maury? This looks like some kind of a gag to me, Captain. Those guys can't aren't... do anything about it now. Horses right off the road. Listen, these guys are looking for trouble. All we... right, Mercer, get out of that car. Come on. What's the idea? What do you think you're pulling off here? Yeah, what business you got stopping this car? You keep your lip button up, fella. If you know what's good for you. Come on. I said get out and be quick about it. Sure. I'll get out, Mister. And if it's trouble you're looking for, I'm going to give you're it to you. You're going to what? Hey, look out, Captain. He's got a gun. You see too much with your eyes, mister. Here. Oh. Like I said, when I come to, there was the captain's car. The other car was gone, and there was a bunch of people around. Cops helping me into that squad car. Boy, that guy really slapped me with that sap, too. Inspector, uh, how about the possibility of Lowry identifying those men through pictures? No good, Reed. No, no, no. We tried that. We set Lowry in the Rogers Gallery as soon as he was brought in. No dice. Well, we're certainly starting with a stone wall in front of us. Inspector... There's one possibility. Now let's hear it. Anything is welcome. Providing, of course, that Lowry is willing to uh, gamble his carcass. What are you getting at, boss? How would it be if the Daily Sentinel ran a story on this thing, inferring that Lowry has been able to identify one of the men involved in that kidnapping, and that the police are promising quick action? You mean... He means to offer me up as a burnt offering. That's what he means. Yes, it's risky business for you, I'll admit. But it might bring one of that gang out of hiding. Chance worth taking, Larry. Oh, it is, huh? Well, mighty sweet of you gentlemen to sit around and figure how much my hide is worth. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Lowry never gives in easily. <laughs> Don't worry, Ed. We won't let you stick your neck out uh, any farther than we have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that last part especially. Well, got that in tonight's paper, Inspector, and see what happens. Yes, be sure to keep in close touch with me, Reed. But I will. Oh, come on, boss. Since you're going to offer me up as a fatted calf, maybe we better go get that lunch on you. <laughs> Hey, Slugger, close that door. Okay. I want to talk to this guy some more. Hey, you. You going to come across? I wouldn't tell you, Rance. The right time. 
You talk, sweetheart, before we get through with you. Get as rough as you want. I can take it. I won't talk, see? No matter what you do with me, I won't talk. Don't count on help, Mercer. There's none coming. Hey, Wait. Brecker. Shut up. The flash just came on the radio. That Seminole reporter has identified one of the guys that snatched Mercer. The cops have promised an early roundup of the men behind the snatch. And they've called the FBI to help. Yeah? Listen, Brecker, that's us. What do we do? Will you shut up for a minute. There's something screwy about that. If I'd have known that guy was a reporter, I'd have sure fixed him proper. Couldn't have identified us. We haven't got any police records. Yeah, but just the same. Listen, you get this stuff packed. Ron Meyer's coming over tonight. We'll get our dough and turn this guy over to him. He can do what he wants with him. You mean we're going to beat it out of here? Sure, you dope. That police gag may be a phony, but I ain't taking any chances. They give you the hot seat for fooling with an army officer. Yeah, you're right. But what are you going to do? I'm going to take care of that big-mouth newspaper guy. Later that evening in Britt Reed's apartment. Hello, Mr. Reed, apartment? Just one moment, Mr. Lowry. Oh, it's Hammer. Oh, I wonder... Hello, Ed. Listen, boss, that story uh, got resolved. Well? I just got a call from a guy. That his name was Mr. Davis. Davis? Huh? Sure sounded phony to me. What do you want, Larry? Said he had a great story for me, and I should meet him at the cigar store over on 10th and Riverside. Well, that's just a couple of blocks from the paper. Yeah, I know. Well, wish me luck, boss. I'm going. Oh, wait. You called the police about this? Are you kidding? Oh, sure I called the police. You don't think I'm going to try to catch those guys alone, do you? The cops are going to have that cigar store surrounded 40 ways from Sunday. Good. Don't take any chances, Lowry. <laughs> Thanks, boss. If I ain't back in 30 days, give my paycheck to the Greek war relief, will you? So long, Lowry. I'll give Miss Case a memo on that in the morning. Did uh, you say the Greek war relief? Yeah, that's right. I said the Greek... <laughs> hey! Get Gotta hurry. We go to where police lay trap for kidnapper? No, if those men are as smart as I think they are, they'll suspect a trap. I, I don't understand. In other words, I don't think Laurie will ever reach that cigar store. Oh, come on, this is a job for the Black Beauty and the Green Hornet. We're going to tag Laurie from the moment he leaves the Daily Sentinel. Hurry. Seconds later, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness.
as the Sentinel. Watch closely now, Cato. Oh, look, Mr. Lowry coming out of the building. Cato, car. Lowry starting across the street. Yes, Roadster pulling out. That dirty rat's going to run Lowry down right in the middle of the street. Hang on. <laughs> driving that car. Cato, help. Uh, get him out of here. Maybe dead, Mr. Brady. I hope not. Hope he lives to die illegally. All right. Now hurry, let's get him to the Black Beauty. Hey, what happened? Hurry, Cato. Let's get out of here before Lowry arrives. Oh, sit, Mr. Brady. Good. Hold your hat, Cato. this Yankee pick has given you. I can answer that, you filthy Nazi. The answer is none. Oh. So, you are one of the braver type of Americans. You won't talk, eh? Ah, why don't you go shoot yourself? Uh, Capitan Mercer, you have certain information about a new plane, which I mean to obtain. It will not be pleasant for you if you choose to remain silent. If I may coin a phrase, sauerkraut. Yes? Nuts. Wine. You will talk. That's right. Talk about... Captain Wilson, buddy, on the witness stand. <laughs> Don't move, you yellow rat. Hey, that's the Green Hornet. Oh, green Hornet. Hornet. All right, get busy there, cauliflower. Take those ropes off the captain. Come on, move. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, Mercer. Sure. I'm all right now. Looks like they gave you quite a going over. That's all the good it did him. Skunks. Good for you, Captain. There. There you are, Captain. You can't escape them, you Hornet. You've got that a little twisted, my friend. Five minutes or less, there'll be so many FBI men in here, you'll think you're at the movie. FBI? How did you find this place? Your stooge Brecker evidently didn't have as much fortitude as the captain here. He talked plenty. Hey, that's the cop. I'm getting out of here. Right. But you won't know it when you leave. Take it, you traitor. Don't you? Yes. Same for you, Fritzy. No, no, don't. Yellow rat, he did worse than that to me. Yes? Show me what you mean, Captain. With no. pleasure. See? No, no. No. This. No. Very pretty, Captain Mercer. Nice illustration of a Nazi doing a power dive. Give the police my compliments, will you? Happy landing, Skipper. Thanks, Green Hornet. Wait a minute, police. I'll let you in. Where's Are you all right? Sure, Inspector. Who are you? The Green Hornet took care of them. What? That crook? Yes, Inspector. And he asked me to give you his best regards. The test pilot certainly is handsome, isn't he? Oh, yes. I'm uh, looking forward to meeting him. Oh, I'll introduce you, boss. Him and me just like that. Oh, that's fine, Laurie. Say, Chief, I was just wondering. Uh, the Dodgers are playing this afternoon. <laughs> and uh... Take the day off, Ed. 
fact, I have two tickets. You can cover the highlights of the game for the paper while you're there. Swell. That, uh, that makes it official, huh, boss? <laughs> that makes it official, Lowry. <laughs> just heard the adventure, Official Business. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They are copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This program has come to you from WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.